Welcome, everyone, to yet another Drunk Friend Podcast, episode 84. I'm Trav, joined, of course, by Alex of SNES Drunk. Hello, Alex. Yo. Yo. Alex, or maybe that's uh, Sylvester Stallone, we don't know. And also, Rob from the Classic Gaming Podcast joins us. Rob, how you doing? I'm back, boys. There he is. He's back, boys. Dude, it's been a long time since you were featured on this podcast a number of episodes ago. And, and you know what? Alex was so protective of you, he didn't even let me talk to you on that episode. He took you to, for, took for himself. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. What's up, Rob? How's it going? That was like one of the... It was either one of the single-digit episodes or maybe like one of the early teens, I think, right? Yeah, I want to say like it was, yeah, it was, it was, was really a, early on. It was an early one. Yeah. Trav, Trav, I, I remember I, I thought it would be funny because, you know, I, we had just started the podcast and I was like uh, very uh, artistic about it, I guess, because I wanted to do something weird with it where like Trav was gone for a couple weeks and so I, I recorded one with uh, our friend Cooler, who did who does our theme song, where he like phases in somehow, and he does. Uh, there's all sorts of like weird like audio effects oh, right. of him like showing up and then him leaving, and then Pearl comes in to calm me down because I'm so freaked out. And then I have you come on the next episode to like kind of get because you're the podcast veteran and you kind of calm me down and, and and hold my hand and walk me through this whole process and that that sort of thing because i i don't podcast trav is the podcast person i remember that like now. We, we have to uh yeah isn't that weird that was like two years ago which is freaking crazy to think about but yeah uh i think that i think those were the circumstances if i remember correctly it was something like that and the good thing is i have not developed as a person at all in those two years so it'll be the exact same <laughs> thing now except for <laughs> travis gets to join us yeah you know i was gonna say one one thing i like about you rob is that your voice is identical to like how it was like five <laughs> years ago <laughs> like when i first started listening to the classic gaming podcast it is the exact same voice which is very comforting and like oh okay there's all this change in the world but rob's voice is still the same i think it's the same it's as when i was comforting. 13 wow <laughs> so you peaked early and just rode that out yeah, it's pretty good. If you can put it, yeah, if you can put it that way. You're, you're like the kid in in seventh grade that has like a full beard. <laughs> no, yeah, but there was a guy in like fifth grade that I knew that was like that. It was it, oh damn, it was nuts. He was like three feet taller than everybody else. It was crazy. It's funny. I I still remember the dude's name that uh, it, it was either sixth or seventh grade that had like a. Of course, he had a full beard, and it looked yep. not great. But it's like he can grow a full beard. Why wouldn't you do that when you're like 13? It's like you you gotta like flaunt that at that age. I still can't grow really? a full beard. Really? Yeah, you I got have the these, Sidney like, Crosby action. Is it patchy? Yeah, it's like there are a couple spots where it just doesn't. It's, it's not. It's not patchy, but there are like it's like the inverse of patchy. There are a few empty mm. patches. Mm. 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 Which is weird because my dad has a great beard and he's he's had it since he was like sixteen or something. But uh, Thir- I just thirteen and in yeah, his seventh grade. <laughs> I just didn't get those genes. And you're yeah. pretty sure he's your dad. Well, now that you mention it, uh, I'm only <laughs> pretty sure. Uh, good to know. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, man. And again, we, you know, we're Thank talking you. about that that voice being consistent. Uh, Alex's has actually changed. If you go back and listen to some old Snestrunk videos, it's it's a little bit different, Alex. I don't know if you picked it up a true. smoking habit or something, but you've <laughs> you you've aged before our ears. 
Yeah, it's gonna. I'm gonna eventually start talking like Tom Waits, <laughs> where I'm gonna be like, nice. Well, you know, you're talking about Contra. You're talking about <laughs> going going through the levels of Contra and going to the the, the levels and getting the boss. <laughs> you see the boss, and uh, you know, dude. Yeah. How much it, money? It's all downhill from how here. much money would it take for you to do that on a video? How much? Well, I don't need to uh, because we have. Uh, remember, Stoss drunk mm. is still a thing. He's gonna do that. Uh, that sounds like something hi- up his alley, where he's gonna. Can you at you least know, do a SNES yeah. drunk intro as Tom Waits? Layer some Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's one of the few impressions I can do, like fifty percent of. Like I can get halfway there. Ah, uh, so still, good. I, 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 I promise I have been keeping up with both y'all's channels but i don't ever look at the comments do you still get people complaining about the intro oh all the time okay yeah Yeah, there was uh one guy on the uh video from uh last week last tuesday that said uh you know most people are kind of nice about it where they're just like i really like the content which is great yeah and then they say but that intro (laughs) is just horrible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so what I do is I when I see com- I don't look at comments like you know I spend maybe like 15 like not even 15 minutes like looking at comments just to make sure I didn't like royally screw something up mm-hmm. on a video but um yeah, yeah. uh I'll I'll see something like that and I'll I'll post like in a response like hey I made this just for you and I'll link the video of uh oh like the 10 hours the intro of the yeah for uh no not 10 hours i think it's just three hours but okay yeah. when, whenever i see that comment it, the only thing i can think of is like this person must be the epitome of the person that you say you must be fun at parties to right <laughs> right because that's a fun intro it brings a smile to my yeah. face always has I love I love that it's right. <laughs> it's it's simple and I can tell that you just thought it up and didn't think about it again. You're like, I'll, I'll do this forever and this is perfect. And here we go. Oh, no, yeah, that's that's exactly the that that's exactly what I what I thought because uh I was familiar with, you know, h- how I could do it. It was just like I'll say it twice and then I'll layer it and then eventually I got to the point where I, you know what? People think there are some people that this annoys, so I'm going to layer it three times and uh, and do it that way. And I'm going to move one to the left channel and one to the right channel, just so it's maximum annoying. But yeah, uh, one of uh, you know you mentioned, uh, I guess I mentioned uh, impressions earlier. Another impression I do pretty well is Barney Gumble, mm-hmm. just because I I tend to drink a little bit. And oh no, and, uh, you know that's that's a voice I've always been able to do. So Solid. it's like, what if? You gotta do the burp it's, at the it's, end. It's, it's, yeah, I can't burp on command like my brother, but uh, yeah, it's uh, that's drunk. Is you know, he seems like a quality guy. <laughs> so yeah, that's <laughs> drunk. So it's like yeah, that that makes sense in my brain. So why don't I just do say snes drunk in Barney Gumble's voice? So I've always yeah, liked it. It's a, a it's a it's a it's like another way another Simpsons reference. It's like. The same thing, but like just a little bit different every time. So every time you watch the intro, you know, like how they always have the couch oh. gag. Oh, every yeah. time you listen to the intro, you're like, I know what I'm expecting, but it's, there's going to be some <laughs> little difference to it from last time, and I'm in, and I want to see how it is. That's a great analogy. I'm glad you you noticed that because uh, there are some people that ask like, 
is it the same? It, or, or oh, do come you on, amateurs. The intro, and it's like, no. I, it's uh, When I record uh, a voiceover, I say the SNES drunk three different times. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's different every time, depending on how congested I am that day, I guess. It just blows <laughs> my mind that people are like, no, I, I need my Super Nintendo uh, video to be more serious than this. Stop joking around to at the be, beginning. <laughs> I need the purity of the Super Nintendo objectivity or something. I don't know. Stupid. Uh, man, people just like having opinions. Let's be honest. See, Trav, that's what you should have yep. done with your intro. You should have went just good, just went nurse friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> just piss and rip you off even further. Off. I would I would I was afraid of your lawyers before I didn't know. I thought you might have been a litigious well, metal Jesus. They're, they're tied friendly up. once you get to know them. They're tied <laughs> up dealing with uh metal Jesus, anyways. I know. Yeah, metal Jesus is, you know. Gosh, oh that God. guy always, always on top of us, man. Well, uh, you know, Rob again. Thanks for coming. Classic Gaming Podcast folks should check that out. Recent episode of that. Let's let's do a brief recap. You you discussed some games on there, some popular N64 stuff. Majora's Mask, Paper Mario, to to, to name a couple. Uh, uh-huh. we what's going on? Did did you enjoy those? What's the verdict? Yes, so I played for on the last episode, I played Paper Mario for the first time, which sort of coincidentally came after Jay had talked about it for one one or two episodes. He had also just played it. Jay was the one that played Majora's Mask. Um, right, right, he right. is a fan of that one. Um, I needed a, the way I phrased it on the podcast, I needed a palate cleanser because I had just played Final Fantasy VIII before that <laughs> and did not enjoy it. And so I was yeah, like, that's going to require a palate cleanser. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need something that's just easy to digest. I don't have to think about it a whole lot, but it's still going to be fun. Paper Mario probably I mean I hadn't played Paper Mario but I assumed it probably fit the bill and it did it was good I, I liked it um it I will I will say it gets a little bit towards the end maybe like about 75% of the way through it starts feeling so the battles start feeling kind of a little bit repetitive and the story uh maybe a little repetitive as well but overall I thought it was a really fun game Spe- specifically the the combat because as a po- so it does a couple things it's it's different from super mario rpg in a couple ways um one the story is not as good and super i'm not a big fan of super mario rpg uh, i know shockingly but what? one one thing i do love about <laughs> it is the story is very well written and it's just kind of hilarious yeah. all the way through this yeah. one is you know the same overall tone, but they just don't hit the high points quite as quite as frequently as they did in that one. Like there aren't as many parts where I'm like genuinely laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like oh yeah, that's cute, yeah. that's kind of funny, that's that's neat right there. But like it, so they don't hit as many high points. The the plot doesn't really do much unfolding. It's just like all right, you got to find all the stars again. Go on and do it, and then you're just doing that for the whole rest of the game. But the combat is in my opinion, a lot more fun because you have more flexibility on like how you're building Mario. Like you can, you really do can build them in different ways based on the badge system that they implemented on that one. So I had, so I, you know, I had more fun kind of customizing him to be how I wanted him to be. And the battles take a little bit more thought than I felt like the first, uh, the first one did. So overall it was a solid, I'd give it a, we don't give scores, but I would probably give it a solid like eight, Eight out of ten. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I played it all the way through, and uh, and I had fun with it. Nice. It's a good yeah. right on. Yeah, Paper yeah. Mario is the only Mario RPG that I've finished uh, as well, and I was 
I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it hold, held up pretty well. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, one of my favorite RPGs actually is Mario and Luigi Paper Jam on 3DS. Mm. Um, it's I, I highly recommend. I highly recommend that one. It's it's you know like the same thing, but they just kind of do everything better, and there's a lot more kind of interesting things that they, that they do with the paper setting and and all this kind of stuff. So it, that's a, that's an awesome one. Yeah, I'll have to try that one. I did try one on the DS. I forget the name of it, but I did not jive with the plain old DS uh, iteration. Oh, really? Okay. Was it uh, Mario and Luigi like All-Star? No, what? I can't think of it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was going to ask you which one it was, but I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember either, actually. I mean, they all have cutesy little gimmicks. Um yeah, for some reason I just couldn't get into it. it could have just been Headspace, but uh, I do I do have was it Color Splash? Is that the other one? That one's on Wii U. Wii U. I do have that one. I wanted to play that one. People uh, I talked to dug it. So Superstar Saga is the one that I was thinking. Mario it. and Luigi Superstar oh. Saga. I thought yeah. that one was pretty good. Actually, you didn't like that one. I don't know. I think I think maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace. Like I knew gotcha. I was like, yeah, I got gotcha. this. I really, I'm, I'm going to like it. And then just didn't have the patience for it when I started it. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's funny, Rob, that you say uh, you call that game a palate cleanser because that's exactly kind of the mindset that I have towards a lot of uh, first party Nintendo games, a lot of Mario games in particular. Um, I was lucky enough to snag an analog pocket um, within the past uh, couple months. Yeah. So I and I it made me realize that my uh, GBA Game Boy Advance collection was very uh, sparse, very paltry. Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, getting a bunch on eBay. Um, and yeah, it, I ended up getting Superstar Saga um, and, along with like Wario Land 4. Um, uh, what else did I get? I can't even remember. But there, there's a couple more Mario games I got. And it's like, yeah, those games are just like comfort food, basically. Like they're yeah. like mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Like they're just easy, uh, for better or for worse. Like, oh, oh no, I'm not, I'm not constantly challenging myself when I'm playing a video game. God forbid, but uh, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, it's uh, but yeah, Superstar Sagas is. I I can't wait to dive into that one because it looks really goofy and really fun. The same way that um, uh, uh, Mario RPG did. But you're saying you liked this. Uh, this is the N64 Paper Mario, and that came out pretty late, right? Like oh, man, I want to say it came out in like 2000 or something like I that. I think it was like 99, uh, if I remember. Okay. I actually looked this up right before I did the episode, and I can't remember off the top of my head. But I, oh no, maybe actually no. I'm, I just I pulled up now. I think it was 2000. Yeah, it was 2000. You're right. Yeah. So so it's it's later in the N64. Uh, lifespan, I guess. Uh, I, I N sixty four was a thing. What ninety six? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's uh, the the system had enough time to marinate, and you know the 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 paper gimmick. It almost feels like it's going in reverse a little bit, where it's like, oh, everybody's all crazy about three D, and you know, there's games like Perfect Dark, and you know, you look at what playstation's doing and next gen systems around the corner but nintendo just decides oh let's let's do the most 2d thing we can possibly do and it's like yeah i don't know i I really admire that i think that's really cool that's a good point i think it's really cool too and and it's got a really good look i love the paper look they actually don't like mechanic wise they don't really utilize it very much the fact that 
he's a 2D piece of paper Mario. Um, they actually <laughs> kind of run with that concept a lot more in some of the later games. But um, but still, it's got a really great look to it. Is there a lot of like fourth door, like fourth, you know, or I'm sorry, fourth wall kind of a stuff like where? It's, no, I don't think oh, so. You're you're your piece of paper. OK, no, that's I think that's a good thing then. There's you a there's a little bit sometimes when you like walk into a house it kind of like the scenery kind of unfolds like a like it as if it were made of cardboard or something like that or paper. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat little transition, but that's about it. Let me ask you guys real quick. Jay is a fan of Majora's Mask. I know a lot of people are not. Have you either of y'all played that? I have not played it. Do either of y'all have any opinions on cuz I can't trust just Jay's. <laughs> so I can trust Jay's opinion, but but for all I know, he he played an entirely different game and thought he loves it was that Majora's game, right? Mask. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he make sure to play that like every few years or I so? I think so, yeah. I think he said that. I've not finished it, but I played it kind of in tandem with a buddy who had played it before. And I think that kind of helped me understand the loop because I remember trying it kind of cold. And I was like, what do I got to do? How many days is this? I got to see a moon yeah. a bunch. I got to buy milk from who? <laughs> and it was just really confusing. It never really meshed with me. And then uh, a friend was like, you haven't played this? Oh, let's put it in. Put it in. Sit on my lap. We'll run through it. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then it made more sense because I was like, oh, you do have to. Okay, we're revisiting the same day. So I think I think I would like it more now if I went back and started with that. But as a kid, when I tried it, just like a rental, I was like, what the F is this? <laughs> yeah. That's, okay. that's the same thought that I had where I, I'm thinking like if I had picked that up expecting a regular ass, you know, Zelda game or, you know, mm-hmm. like some sort of follow up to Ocarina of Time, I would not have liked it. But uh, looking back in hindsight and being able to go back to it w- with all these other Zelda games, you know, uh, with all these other games in general, like in in place and all that sort of stuff, uh, I would love to revisit that one. Uh, okay. It, has that one gotten a remake? Uh, yeah. On like 3DS or anything like that? Pretty sure there's uh, been. I have no idea. Because I would love to do that. But um, I remember uh, revisiting it. I, I remember uh, getting the itch to play it uh, for a video that I wanted to do. And I seriously got like 30 minutes in and was like, I don't know what to do. Like I, I I'm okay. gonna have to dive into game facts and I don't know what the hell's going on. This is weird and I I was hoping for something you know straightforward and easy and this is just not my jam at this point right now. So, but I do want to go back to it because I've heard that it's one of those things where you've got like a set amount of time to get things done and then yeah, it kind of resets and then some things stay permanent. So you have to. I love the idea behind it, so I really want to dig into it sometime because um, it sounds cool. As long as you're not expecting your typical, you know, Zelda stuff. Yeah, yeah. it sounds a little bit different. Yeah, it did have a 3ds uh, r- uh, remake release. Oh, right on! I need to get that because oh, okay. my 3ds actually still works. So, yep, yeah, need to get that. Right on, man. All right, so uh, Rob, you recently joined. The old Polymedia Discord, you were lured in because you heard that there were some handsome folks in there staying fit, uh, get, get, getting the <laughs> oh, running, right. getting the running going. And you've been running a little bit recently. I'd be interested to know how that's going for you. So I, throughout my entire life, have hated running and have been terrible at it. Uh, I don't know. 
Hey, me too. Yeah, and like all in high school, anytime we had to do a mile run like once or twice a year, like oh, my best time dreadful. ever was like 11 minutes or something like that. <laughs> um, and a friend of mine, not not like in related to running at all, but he had listened to the audio book of David Goggins book. Um, oh, yeah. What's it called? Uh, Can't Hurt Me. Yeah, that guy's crazy. And he was like, and he, yeah, he was like, this guy is nuts. You got to you got to listen to this or read it or whatever. So I did. And that got me inspired. I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. So like, I like the idea of, of running at, once I listened to his whole book, I, I really kind of gra- I really kind of like latched onto that concept of like just pushing yourself as hard as you can mentally, like not like physically, of course. Yes. But more than that mentally, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, like one of the, one of his big points is that when you feel like you are a hundred percent exhausted and you've given everything you absolutely can, you've really only given about 40%. And if you just keep pushing, you can, you can keep going. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. I'm going to give this a shot. So I started running after that, partly, be- partly because I was so bad at it. I, I was like, you know, this is the way I'm going to just try to see how far I can push myself mentally. So that was what got me interested in the first place. And then I was like, all right, I, I, I remember, I remember Tra- uh, Trav and I think Alex at some point talking about running a little bit, and then yeah, I got I got eventually down the rabbit hole and then found my found my way into your Discord and onto your Patreon and all that, and yeah, so I've been running a little bit recently. I try to run twice a week. Well, pretty much always run twice a week. Um, I do other workouts other days, but that's kind of the one that I'm sort of trying the most to get better at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am running like typically an, a, a mile, really like 1.25 to two miles, depending on like how much time I feel like I have, right. how, how worn out I am and all that kind of stuff. And getting a little bit better. I'm still not great, but I have broken, I have broken into the eight minute realm of one mile. So I know that's not a big deal, but for that, me, that was an accomplishment. That's a pretty big deal. I think that's great. I mean, a vast majority of people one don't run and two can't do it in under eight minutes for a mile. So, I mean, I think, it, you know, we're not all st- measuring from zero, but that's still pretty good. I know you're already a fairly in shape guy. You could kill both Alex and I with your bare hands sit- just sitting on your couch. You don't really <laughs> need to run, but yeah, Alex said that the other, I, I heard him say that on a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are physically afraid of you. And now that you're fast, <laughs> that kind of makes you a terminator. <laughs> I'm fast. <laughs> So now you're basically the T-1000, like, chasing after us, and, uh, you know, we're driving away in a car. He's gaining on us! You know what's fun is, like, not just running and then, like, getting home and being done with it, but, like, getting to talk with you guys and just kind of, sit, like, saying, oh, hey, this is how this is how far I got. How You know, how did you all do this week or, yeah. you know, today and all that. It's, it's, it's fun to talk with everybody, see how everybody's doing, and kind of share your own, po- your own progress. So that's a big part of it. Yeah. It's contagious. Um, and yeah, I want to ask, like, you know, you, you said you were one of those kids in high school, like you're, the 11 minute mile club. And I was part of that, too. Mm-hmm. I think part of that, like looking back was just because I didn't want to do it. So I didn't <laughs> put in any effort because I'm a snotty high school kid. But at the same time, like, you know, I once I 
got into a certain threshold for me it's not so much the the time it's the distance like if i'm able to get to like four miles five miles or whatever it is like that to me is like immensely like like i never thought i could do that like ever Mm -hmm. so what is it for you that like is the most satisfying is it the time or is it the distance or what is it for you that makes you keep going i would say it's it's the distance that I can go without, without stopping with, without stopping and walking. That's, mm. that's the thing that I'm most interested in is how far can I keep, ru- you know, running or jogging or doing basically anything above just walking. And I hit yeah. like, you know, 2.0 the other day and pretty much I, I, I may have been able to push a little bit more, but I kind of had a, like some important things going on later in the day that I didn't want to be exhausted for. So I kind of stopped then. And I, and I was kind of right mad, on. mad afterward that I did stop. Cause I was like, I, I, I wish I should have, I wish I, even though I felt dead, I felt like I, I wish that I could have, I wish that I would have pushed a little bit more just to see how much farther I, w- I could have gone. But for, yeah, for me, it's, it's since I could never, again, in high school, since I could never do a full mile without stopping multiple times to walk, now the most satisfying thing to me is to see how far I can go without stopping. Well, you bring that up, and now, now, it's, to me, I see that I deal with that all the time. What you just referred to, like, uh, oh, I, I could have done better. That just makes me that more motivated to go out there again. Yeah, uh, to to try and do better. Um, the only issue with me, though, <clears throat> and I want to ask Trav about this without getting too far off track. Um, uh, my, my lower back does not agree with my running and my right foot does not agree with my running. Hmm. So have you guys dealt with any sort of like injuries or anything like that? Or do you have any advice for dealing with that stuff? Uh, I not specifically, I mean, if, if your if your foot's having a hard time, that's not a good, that's, that's a big part of running is with the feet, you know, got to have that thing working. Uh, but I actually have like a. I don't know. I could run on my hands. You know what? You could, and I don't know why I haven't thought of it. But <laughs> I run on my knees. I just do the knees, <laughs> or the knees. Uh, I have a uh, I have a back a lumbar disorder, and I, my doctors mm. told me that running would be bad, and they said that you know the the impact of the pavement, you know, if, especially if you ran on pavement, trail running might be a little bit right. better, but uh, that would not be any good for me. And so I didn't run for a long time. And I had pain pretty constantly, and a lot of it was probably because I wasn't doing many other exercises. Running to me is just easy because I just have to throw on a sweatband and some funny shoes and just leave the house. I don't have to go to a gym or anything. I can right. do it anywhere. So I got into running sort of despite that and realized like pretty immediately that it was strengthening my lower back and making things a little bit better. So it's not, oh. you know, different strokes for different folks, but for me, it helped. Um, but the, the only injuries I sustained was actually this weekend. I went for a trail run and tripped over a friggin' root and wiped out like road rash and oh, yeah, mangled my, mangled my leg pretty bad. I thought I got sniped oh, in the sucks. woods. I thought, I thought somebody <laughs> was after me. Did you like, did you like injure anything internally or was it just cuts and stuff? Uh, no, I just like, looked do you like feel it. like you twisted something. I looked like uh, Leo DiCaprio after the Revenant, like after that bear attack. I kind of looked okay. like I was just mangled on one side, limping back, that trying sucks. to pretend like nothing hurt. And like everybody's dog was running up and licking me. Like I was like, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> Please stop doing that. <laughs> hey, well, you came out on top in that case. 
I did. Uh, <laughs> I've also been whining about it and being like, I don't want to go downstairs. My leg hurts. So it's been getting me through, but we'll bounce back. <laughs> nice. I did have to run a mile and a half back because I told my wife I'd be back uh, to the picnic in like 30 minutes. And I was like, well, I can't just lay out here and whine. I got to get back. <laughs> So I was motivated by that, uh, by that. But no, I haven't sustained, knock on wood, any injury that's actually kept me from running, thank goodness. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I do have a uh, knee injury from when I used to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I noticed that I, I think I tend to favor my right side, which is the non-injured side. And I kind of... You, I think I feel like I'm, I might put a little bit more of my weight on that side when I'm running, which probably isn't great but it hasn't really sometimes it'll ache a little just a, just a little bit but i haven't really noticed any big any big problems with it you gotta be careful with that flat tire over there you might start running in a circle you don't want that thing. <laughs> <laughs> i just can't thing. i'm running as fast as i can but i just can't help going in a circle <laughs> oh man hey dubbies Famous silent video game protagonist Gordon Freeman here to tell you about the Tales of the Lesser Medium podcast. Prepare to recoil in awe as Caleb and Travis entertain you through famous video game storylines from such legendary series as Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, Gears of War, TV VCR repair, and more. If you enjoy video games, funny skits, and voice talent that will make you question the existence of God, you need to listen to Tales of the Lesser Medium, part of the Polymedia Network. Well, before we get to uh, emails, I know, Alex, you just got back from a pretty cool trip where you got to go to kind of hallowed ground, especially for some video game uh, collectors. Yeah. You got to visit the one and only Pink Gorilla Games. What was that like? Did you see any celebs? It's not the only one. It's not the one and only. There's two locations there. Okay. There's one there's in the International District. God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's one in the International District that's... um. Wait, which is which? I think the University District one is is the big one, if I remember. Um, that's that's the big one that has uh, a bunch of stuff. But uh, the smaller one is in the International District. That's where we started. Uh, got a couple things there. That was cool. And then, uh, you know, that that's like your quaint little used game store, basically. Mm -hmm. I got four things from the two stores. I got uh, Wonder Project J for Super Famicom. Here's the thing about Pink Gorilla. All of their cartridges, all of their old cartridges are clean as hell. Like oh, there's that's none nice. of that like n sticky nastiness that like brown tarry looking like mm -hmm. old. There's like no, you know, uh Sharpie marker on them. Their their carts are just mint. Like they look great. So, I really appreciate that about that place. Um, but yeah, uh, Wonder Project J was only like 11 bucks. Um, they have a lot of Super Famicom and Famicom stuff, which is excellent. Like a lot of Japanese stuff, which makes sense because it's Seattle and there's a big Asian community there. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also, uh, what else did I get? I got, uh, Legendary Wings for NES, uh, a totally mint cartridge. Uh, that was also, or no, that was 12 bucks. Uh, that was a lot, uh, a game that, you know, you see Capcom mm -hmm. and 
for NES, and it's like I, I know the name. I'm not that familiar with the game, but I feel like that belongs in my collection, so I'm gonna get it. Um, the two Super Nintendo cartridges I got. I'm not gonna divulge how much I paid for them, mostly because I don't remember, but I also don't want to say because I know it was a lot. <laughs> uh, one was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Fighting Edition, Ooh. which is a kick-ass fighting game. Uh, it's made by the same people that made uh, the Gundam Wing fighting game for Super Nintendo. Oh. So it's the same spirit. It's just like giant mechs fighting one-on-one. It's freaking awesome. It's a great time. I love that game. Uh, I never owned it uh, uh, physical, so I, I was very happy to see that one in excellent condition. No no manuals, no boxes or anything like that, because that's just... I, I, apparently that's just for insane people these days oh, yeah. insanely rich people <laughs> it's just ridiculous at this point which makes me sad because I miss manuals and boxes and stuff mm-hmm. but, manuals and boxes yeah. are great yeah yeah, th- those are always fun but uh, the, the other game I ended up finding at the big store was uh, Super Adventure Island 2 and that is a game that uh, is your classic case of a forgotten how can i say this without getting metal jesus as lawyers <laughs> on me it was a forgotten uh diamond mm. it was oh, okay yeah, yeah i forgot yes okay. yeah he it, i mean nobody played that like nobody even talked about this game when i was a kid like it was just cast away it was just like oh it's super adventure island who cares like oh it's this game it's it's i think it was released in either 94 or 95 nobody cared like whatever, whatever, fine. You know, it's it's these same characters we're all familiar with, but it's a really good top-down adventure game, uh, and not a top-down adventure, but it's got that same structure where you go from world to world. Uh, you visit. Uh, it's got kind of a like a Zelda two kind of a vibe, where you go to uh, different worlds and defeat those, and then other things happen and that sort of stuff. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a really good game, and I've never seen it in the wild before. So I was like, "That's what I'm getting. That's that's my game. That's my game from Pink Gorilla." So yeah, that's that's a great game. Uh, my only other thoughts about Pink Gorilla are that it's just they have a. It made me sad because they have a ton of stuff that I'm just not that interested in, mm. like a lot of like modern gaming stuff and it, it, you know it's like of course they do they're a gaming store you know they have lots of like xbox playstation 5 playstation 4 even you know 3 and 2 playstation 3 and 2 uh lots of nintendo shit obviously but uh yeah they they don't really have a whole lot of game boy game boy advance nintendo super nintendo n64 even n64 stuff is hmm. like pretty sparse hmm. So that that was kind of a downer, but it, at the same time, it's like y- it makes sense because more and more of those people that own that stuff are hanging on to it. Trav is slowly getting me back into co- the collecting thing. I, the collecting <laughs> oh, bug is starting to get me. You getting the bug again? Yeah. Well, it, it's the analog pocket. I, it sounds like a commercial for the analog pocket, but uh, really, my goal when I went to these stores was to get some Game Boy Advance stuff. Or at least some Game Boy stuff, so I could play it on this brilliant screen where every game just pops like crazy yeah. and looks amazing and looks a thousand times better than it has any right to be. Uh, they didn't really have 
any Game Boy Advance stuff beyond like the Nickelodeon, like SpongeBob, you know, like Miley Cyrus and Nicktoons stuff. <laughs> Hardly any Game Boy Advance stuff, like at all. And even like the Game Boy stuff was just like Super Mario Land, uh, you know, just really, really just stuff that you've seen a million times nothing interesting so mm. that was kind of a downer but uh their stores are excellent uh they have a lot of like collector stuff like modern they had this like huge display for uh halo i want to say and it was they had like the statue with the box i made a joke about making the box a uh, garbage can or something like that and the guy laughed ah. probably just a thought you're about to say he kicked you out point <laughs> now nah, he was super cool and you can hear more of that on my podcast drunk friend check it out <laughs> check it out yeah no it's it was a good time i love i what you know and and not to slag pink gorilla but i went right down the road from the big pink gorilla store like down the block i guess yeah across the street down the block there's another store there called al's and they have like records and CDs and cassettes and stuff like that and video games. Hmm. And okay. but this is like your classic video game shit where it was like scummy, crappy cartridges uh. like with dudes writing Sharpie all over them and you know, all that uh, just gross cartridges. They haven't been cleaned, they haven't been looked at, they haven't been played in like 30 years. They got cigarette smoke. They smell like your grandma's cigarettes, your grandma's parliaments. So yeah, I love that was, though. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm in that bookstore from Neverending Story. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to that's true. Yeah, going to find a mystery uh, or something in there. I I completely forgot about the experience, Trav. I'm sure you're familiar with this. Where when you go into a uh, a, a store, you know, that sells used video games, and you see like a big pile of them, and you look and you get excited, and then you see the word Flintstones oh. on a cartridge, and <laughs> for a quick second, you think like, oh shit, is this is this the Flintstones cartridge? And it's like, oh, of course, of it's course not. No. not. It, it's 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 the whatever it is, the NES cartridge. Yeah, the one that's not valuable. There's one that's worth like a thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, I was about yeah. to I was about to ask you guys about the about cigarette smells because I used to. <laughs> scoff at ebay uh listings when it would when i'm buying mm. like you know any type of game and it says smoke free pet free or whatever i'm like who gives a shit it's a video game it's not going to absorb your cigarette smoke but then one day i bought wipeout for ps1 and i <laughs> didn't even unwrap it all the way i just opened the package and it and i thought i had smoked an entire pack of marlboro reds or something like that like i was like oh this is why people actually care about that because it actually it actually yeah. does make the game smell fucking terrible yeah it gets gross yeah it gets pretty gross i bought some games off a dude one time off craigslist and it i think he worked inside of a cigarette I think he worked inside of a cigarette or lived inside of a cigarette, like the old lady in the shoe. I think he lived in a cigarette because I think when I, when I opened up the shoe box that had all the Game Boy Advance games, like smoke came out of it. I almost had to throw them all away. Yeah. It took me forever to get that sm freaking smell out of there. You know, no, no judge in this guy's lifestyle, but I think he smoked the cartridges. <laughs> I always thought that was like a yellowing thing. You know, like the, the oh, myth right. of the Super Nintendo yellowing because like, oh... 
the Super Nintendo yellows because it's uh, you lived in a house where people smoke, and it's like that's not the case at all. Yeah, they just yellow. (laughs) Yeah, they just it's just shitty plastic. That's just what happens. But yeah, it's uh, I I I I, that's what I always thought, but I I didn't even think of the smell. The smell is it's real. The smell has got to be devastating. Yeah. All right, well, Alex, I'm glad I got you back into collecting, man. I've been telling people there's no better time than now, be, now that you know prices are insane and uh, the worst they've ever been. I think now's a great time to jump back in. <laughs> well, especially with Super Nintendo and Game Boy Advance, because that's all I want to collect. And uh, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> I, I, love, I love wanting to pay for an insane price for a game that sold millions of copies uh, it makes all the sense in the world wonderful when you're getting back into That's collecting are you thinking about all the people that have been here the whole time and you're like what did you guys do while i was gone why is it like this <laughs> what happened <laughs> yeah yeah kind of yeah uh, Al- uh not alex travis mm-hmm. do you what what is your you're a bit of a collector i know you what is your favorite console to collect for oh man i think that changes all the time uh i i kind of like collecting for systems kind of in waves but especially ones that i don't know a ton about so i'll go through phases where i'm like let's see what's on that weird ass 3do let's get some weird 3do then i just kind of buy weird shit for the 3do and realize most of it's garbage and there's a reason why i hadn't heard of it but still kind of fun to poke through that stuff um, I had a real big Saturn phase for a minute, and now I'm kind of priced out of that. But mostly, I'm, I'm working on a couple of collections that I'm, I've been working at for a while and really passionate about. So the NES is one that, you know, I have the most cards for, but now we're getting like a card every two months because it is tough out there. And um, It is. I also have a, uh, a fairly decent size N64 collection that's nearing the end, so I'm a little more motivated on that one. To see if how many we can oh, get cool. before prices really get outrageous, because that I think that age range is right now, you know, getting their third promotion, they're getting that cash. So I gotta, st- <laughs> I gotta stay ahead of those kids. <laughs> that's that's funny. You gotta track it like uh, college recruiting, and it works that <laughs> way too. Like if you look that. at it, you mean the the SNES had its its spike, and, and COVID really just blurred the lines for everything. Everything went crazy, but yeah, even for baseball cards, right? And stuff like that. People it's, just it's absurd. Are those are those expensive? Yeah, I think they spiked. Baseball cards. Yeah, I think they went up. Everything, uh, uh, anything collectible spiked. Yeah, it, everybody just got bored and was like, "I want to order all the stuff from my childhood." Yeah, like, <laughs> whether that's like X Men cards or like football cards or whatever. It happens to the best of us. Also went down a big goosebumps uh, hole. I don't know, a big goose hole. Dude, we're gonna get to a point where goosebumps books are worth I know. a ton of money, even though those sold millions of copies. I think I'm ahead of the curve on those though. They're still like three bucks a pop. But mm. it's fun. They're fun. Um all right. Well let's what what do you say we jump into some of these emails? We got a big a big list of emails here, a lot of good ones. And I love emails. Yeah, our first one here is from uh, Mark. He's titled it Gaming at Friends Houses. He says, uh, "Hi, Alex and Travis. He didn't know he'd, he didn't know you'd be here, Rob, or he would have said hi to you." That's but he right. says, That's "He okay. says, hi, Alex and Travis. First off, thanks for making me aware of Mariachi Entertainment System. Also, thanks for confirming that my memory is at least somewhat functional. Because a couple days before your last episode, I randomly thought, wait, did I really used to play an emulator called Nesticle, whose icon was a hairy scrotum? I appreciate knowing <laughs> that it wasn't just a weird fever dream." 
Uh, a question for you. Is there a game you specifically associate with playing at a friend's house or watching a friend play? I have a very distinct childhood memory of being at a friend's house, watching people play the original Contra, and then watching a VHS of Howard the Duck. What a double feature. Best, Mark. Good email, Mark. Good question. And I think we've all got that experience of playing a game at someone else's house, and we've probably tied that game to that very living room that we were in. So, so games that you remember primarily from other, from like a friend's house? Yeah, a game maybe that you associate. Much, yeah. yeah, there are a few. There, there is a friend of mine who who I'm still really close friends with, and we were very good friends in elementary school, and we used to spend a lot of time at each other's houses, and like. He was always the one who would find really cool games, and then I would play them at his house, but then I would end up buying them. Like, that would be my next purchase, because I was like, well, this game is so good, I gotta buy it too. And <laughs> a couple of those were SimCity, uh, SimCity 2000, um, what else? Jurassic Park on Sega Genesis. That was, I think, in retrospect, not so good, but I thought it was amazing at the time. I think those are the main ones that stood out to me, but like it, it just seemed like he always found the games that were great that I really loved. And then I'd go to his house, we'd play them forever, and I'd be like, well, I got to have it. And then next time I got a game, that would be it. SimCity 2000 for what platform? PC. Ah. PC. There you go. Yeah. yeah. When, he got, when he got SimCity 2000, that was the first time I ever stayed up all night without going to sleep. <laughs> he went to bed, and I was like, well, I'm going to play SimCity now. Forever. And I just sat there and played SimCity until like 8 a.m. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I miss those days. Yeah. SimCity 2000 was had so much... The, the detail that went into that game seems like almost... At the time, it seemed like almost overwhelming Mm -hmm. where it's just like, oh, I have to deal with like water (laughs) now. I have to deal with like water treatment plants. And (laughs) it's just the, the, the level of detail it went into and all the stuff you have to account for was so much fun and i loved all of it. Yeah, it's the Super Nintendo port of that game was was really sad. And it makes me sad to to think of it because it's just it's not. Super Nintendo can't handle that game, but on PC no. it is A plus 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 plus. It's one of my favorite games ever. I think it's my favorite SimCity. Yeah, me and a buddy were big, big sports games bros. We were sporty bros, and we played uh, NBA Hangtime on his N sixty four to an alarming degree. That was a good one. We love because you could create you, yourselves in there. That was one of the first sports yeah. games I can remember, like, especially arcadey types. You know, you get the the fat head avatars and you're running around slam dunking. Um, so that one's one I remember, and also remember playing oddly the. Uh, Frogger, the 3D Frogger that came out in the mid '90s. I think we played it on his his dad's computer, so we had to get we had to stop playing Frogger when his dad got home from work. Um, but I remember playing a ton of that. I don't even think it's. I mean, it's okay, but we played it more than it deserved, for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, for me, um, I just remember meeting uh, my childhood friend back in. I think I was in first grade, and, or I was in second grade, and he was in first grade. He had an NES, and I didn't. Um, so I would go to his house and play Mario three and play Legend of Zelda. I always thought that I didn't realize it at the time, but in retrospect, he and his little brothers played Legend of Zelda all the freaking time. And Legend of Zelda was an old game at that point. You know, it was four or five years old. Mm -hmm. This is like 1990, 1991, uh, right before Super Nintendo came out. But they, you know, 
Legend of Zelda at that point for them was like putting on, you know, Led Zeppelin Four or like uh, Sticky Fingers by Rolling Stone. <laughs> you know, it's like putting on a classic album. Like it was just always on. They were always playing it. And uh, then I, I, there was that, there was that experience. And then there was my friend uh, Tim from third grade that played. Uh, he was huge into Mega Man. And he played lots of Mega Man 3. Uh, he was obsessed with Mega Man 3. He invited me over to his house to play Mega Man 3. I, that that was like my big experience. Uh, that was kind of when, they, like, when the walls dropped for me uh, when it came to video games, where it was just like, oh, wow. Like, this is what video games are. Like, this soundtrack rocks. Like, there's actually a method to beating all these bosses. Like, you use this weapon for this guy. Like, you have to think to get through this game. Like... That's when stuff started to click for me. Um, I'll never forget my friend Tim for introducing Mega Man Three for me. That was that's that's a, a kind of a, a, a what 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 a pretentious writers call it like a tentpole moment or like a turnstile <laughs> moment or yeah, your your rite of passage what or something. Is? Yeah, I when you became know, a man, yeah, yes. uh, Mega Man. Yeah, the, the the Mans of Mega is one of <laughs> uh, the the third one is one of my favorite games ever, just because of playing it with my friend Tim back in the day. I haven't played Mega Man three. I, I gotta check. I gotta check that one out. It's weird to play it now because it's really flickery. You know how like when you play an NES game, it's yeah. it gets that like flickery. Like Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles, yep. the original Ninja Turtles game has like tons of flickering. Like Mega Man Three is the same way. It's kind of annoying, so you got to get around that. But other than that, it's one of the best Mega Man games ever. Yeah. Have you guys ever had a game that you particularly like just watching other people play? Like not just like oh yes. this is fun, but I almost would rather just watch somebody play than than play it myself. Hmm. Yes, it depends on the game, obviously. But um, I love watching Arcus play through Ninja Gaiden. Uh, he's okay. a speedrunner. He used to own the world record for uh, Ninja Gaiden. I think it's been broken a couple times since he's gotten it. But he's so calm and relaxing, and he's he's just got like his cowboy hat and his mustache and his desert <laughs> background that he puts behind him, and he just plays Ninja Gaiden all day, every day, and <laughs> it's very calming and very soothing and. It's he like sings along to the music sometimes like <laughs> like he's just a very chill dude and yeah I, I pretty much any game that guy plays it depends on the uh, on who's playing it really but uh, Arcus playing Ninja Gaiden is is my go to for that I used to like to watch my friends play and I really liked these games myself so it's not that I wouldn't play myself like I loved them but the Grand Theft Auto specifically Grand Theft Auto San Andreas like mm. I used to just love like if I had a friend over I'd be like you just play I'm just gonna watch <laughs> and just like watch them get into all sorts of trouble and like you know all see what kind of crazy shit happened like I almost kind of enjoyed that more than playing myself even though I did genuinely love the game that's funny yeah that is funny yeah, I hear what you're saying. I I watch my girlfriend play. She's into all the from software games like Elden Ring, Dark Souls. Okay, yeah, yeah. And she's so anguished about these <laughs> games, and she just loses her mind when certain things happen. So, yeah, I, I like to sit down and watch her play stuff. Uh, not so much lately because she's really getting angry. 
further than she gets. It's into gone Elden, too far. Elden Ring. Yeah, she's gone too far. But when we first got it, we, it was kind of a communal thing. Mm-hmm. We would pass the controller back and forth and that sort of thing. But nowadays, uh, yeah, it's just her. I, I don't want to interrupt her. I, w- I would say I interrupt her good time, but it's more like interrupt her bad time. <laughs> mm-hmm. She gets uh, really fr- fed up. She's in the zone. But, uh, she's in the zone. Yeah, she's well, she's in something, but uh, yeah. All right. Our next question here is from Burger Champ. It's titled Lab. Do you want me to read this one? Go ahead. I mean, it's directed right at you, Alex, so I it's, think it's only fitting. Yeah, to yeah I was going to say, it's, it's, it's the champion of burgers, Burger Champ, and his uh, email is called Lab Test. He says, Greeting, uh, greetings, gents. It's been too long since the last time we spoke. I've had the researchers in the lab around the clock, and I think they've finally done it. After hours of blood, sweat, tears, and at least two other bodily fluids, they've finally been able to distill everything down to create the most Alex-ass question of all time. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, boy. That's that's immense. Can't wait. Uh, Trav, you may want to make some room. This question may be too powerful. Here goes. All right. I'm scooting back. Alex, put together your six wrestler roster for a 90s-era wrestling game. Their 1990s celebrity, st- uh, their 1990s celebrity sports star tag team member with finishing moves, and the 1990s song that each athlete uses as their entrance music. I feel like the, he continues. I feel like this question was worth the sacrifice for the six technicians that we lost in the lab. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to put them to work on a question for Trav. Until next time, Burger Champ. All right, what's it going to be? What's well, your... I mean, if you're going six '90s ass wrestlers, uh, I gotta go. I, uh, God, see the. It depends on what you consider '90s ass. Like '90s ass is gonna be like early '90s, like Mister Perfect. There we or go. You can Mr. go Perfect. like mid '90s, like Bret Hart, or you can go late '90s, like Steve Austin and The Rock. I'm gonna go like just mid '90s because it's the most '90s. <laughs> I'm going to go Bret Hart, British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Diesel, and uh, let's let's pick a guy from WCW. WCW. Uh, WCW. Uh, <laughs> let's do... Uh, oh, God. I don't even... I can't what even about anybody from WCW. Get Duggan. Hacksaw... No, Duggan's 80s. Uh, you didn't do Macho Man. Macho Man. Was, Macho Man's eighties. I mean, he was still around in the nineties. What about Sting? He was still around, but I, I'm thinking of guys that like got oh, popular are, in the nineties. That embody the nineties ass. Okay, I understand what you yeah, mean. Yeah, nineties ass. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. All right, we got nineties uh, uh, ass. Yeah, we got uh, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, British Bulldog. Uh, Christ, I don't even know. What about but, Steiner? Uh, you throw Steiner in there, maybe? Oh or? yeah, I, I I think the Steiners will will fill out the rest of this. Scott and Rick Steiner. I think that I think that'll work. Okay, well you named seven, but that's okay. All right, so then you got to what's your their celebrity sports star tag team member? Yeah, I I can't pair. What does these that off. even mean? I don't either. I, I don't, don't know what I, that means. I don't even understand this. I uh, just roll with it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, just right. just name some '90s ass people: Ken Griffey Jr., oh, that's uh, Frank Thomas, uh, Jeff Bagwell. Oh, here we go. Uh, Bo Bo Jackson. I was about to say. <laughs> you said '90s celebrities. The first thing that comes to mind is Ross from Friends. I did. That's the same guy that popped in my head. 
And he just started naming baseball players. I was like, okay, yeah, we can go that route. We can go that route too. Yep. <laughs> no, that's that's what I want to do. Ninety. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, celebrity sports star tag team member. That's what he said. Uh, okay. Celebrity sports star. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But no, oh. I, I I totally I totally think uh, when it, when I think nineties, I think Ross from Friends. <laughs> Same. <laughs> That guy, that guy reeks of '90s. But uh, let me think. Uh, I, I, I want to get away from baseball. Doesn't it feel like baseball was like inordinately popular back then, and it's only declined in popularity oh, yeah. as time has gone on? It's, it seems like I feel like mad. it was. I feel like early '90s was baseball's peak. Maybe I've never been a big baseball fan, but to me, mm. it's like when had. When, I mean, besides, you know, it had the surge when we had the. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire yeah, situation. The big home run chase. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, f- to me, it seems like, again, from a very far outsider, that kind of since early 90s has been kind of dwindling. Who's like the most 90s ass football player? Like, you can't, you can't go with Barry Sanders well, or. You can't go or, with Emmett or, or Emmett or Smith. No, you can't do the famous guys. You got to do like a guy yeah. that was only good for like a short period Cordell of time. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart, you know this what? A- I, go ahead. I think I think you got to go Cordell Stewart. I think because he had a nickname Slash, mm-hmm. and he was like a novelty back then because he would uh, he would go out for passes, he would yep. run the ball, and he would be, he would play quarterback. There we go. I think that's there. You go. I think Cordell Stewart is the most '90s ass football player. Okay, what about this? Isn't this isn't football? What about Anthony Hardaway? Oh, that's oh, so 90s. That's Penny beautiful. Hardaway. Beautifully there done. Beautifully done. Yes, that's excellent. Yes, I think Penny Hardaway would pair well with Razor Ramon. <laughs> so he's going to be his partner. I don't know who pairs with who else. But uh, the 90s ass song that each athlete uses as their entrance music. Okay. Well, first of all, the uh, most the, the song that I would use personally, just as a personal standpoint, as like an entrance theme is you could be mine by guns and roses mm. just the drums at the beginning and then the bass kicks in and then the guitar and then axel's voice it's perfect there you so go so that yeah I, whatever whoever's there can can take that theme you know we'll do a draft or something what other song what other 90s songs 90s ass songs oh, would be well, I just like I, to wrap this up. I, I'm I'm seeing Razor Ramon and Anthony Hardaway coming out to uh, "You Could Be Mine." Uh, I think that I think that's great. We'll skip finishing moves. That might be a little too much for this assignment. Who you yeah, pairing Cordell? I can't fucking do that. Yeah, who, that's ridiculous. Who, who you pairing Cordell with? Uh, Cordell's going to be what, with Diesel. You think? I think so, Cordell's going to be paired with uh, what Dion uh, Sanders. Another good oh, one. Oh, you know what? Dion is the quintessential 90s. I'm putting Cordell Stewart with Dion Sanders. I think that would work. Are you putting the two sports guys together? Oh, wait. No. We have to. <laughs> well, did Dion ever wrestle? I don't think so. I, I feel. Oh, did no. But Carl Malone's. But you're thinking Dennis Rodman uh, was is also very 90s. And that would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a bit of 80s, too. I mean, I, I like the idea of Dion and Diesel, the double D. D- oh, double D. Double D. Yeah. I like it. And then that could be the finishing move. And then what's the song going to be? The double D. <laughs> that could be the finishing move. <laughs> I could we just hear Tony Schiavone. What happens in the double D? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear Tony Schiavone screaming, It's the double D. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Prime time for the double D. <laughs> Who isn't? 
but uh yeah <laughs> what other songs are there i i don't even know uh it'd probably be something from pearl jam or it's just all guns uh, and roses it's mr brownstone that's all it's just all everybody is guns oh and roses. that doesn't count that's 1987 <laughs> oh gosh dang alex uh so what about some what about some space hog or something uh oh yeah our- that space hog song that the the one song they did yeah yeah that, that was that the hold on is that the that's the only Diesel and yep. Deion Sanders are going to come out to Space Hog. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's the best. We've done That's excellent. That's pretty uh, great. Let's do one more. Let's, let's do, one do one more. One more. Okay. All right. I'm going to say you, the, the wrestlers you have left, you got, you got Bret Hart, British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, and the Steiners. I think we do Shawn Michaels with okay. like... Uh, 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 geez, I don't even know. King Griffey? Oh, who can That's Griffey a solid go with? 90s. That's a solid 90s. I mean, that athlete. would be the most 90s-ass pairing. Shawn Michaels, so Ken fast. Griffey Jr. What would be the most 90s-ass song? I don't know. Pearl Jam Jeremy or something? No, that song's too dark. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, what about R.E.M.? <laughs> what's the frequency kenneth now that song's not cool enough losing my religion come out to the theme song to king griffey major league baseball <laughs> there you go or that blind melon song uh, you know what though you know i'm seeing a good pairing here though we could have Bret hart paired with frank thomas and they could be the the Bret hurt or the big the big heart you oh see, you, see you know what, what? i like that that's that's our last pairing right there Bret the the big hurt the Bret hart yeah, the Brett, Brett, the, the Brett, Brett, the big man hurt. <laughs> Coming out to Black Hole Sun. Oh, there we go. That's it. There we go. Excellent. Dude, yes. you know, the thing is, is that Frank Thomas would be like an excellent, like, he would be amazing guy, like outside the ring to like, make sure like there's no outside interference or anything like that. That's true. He would just like demolish anybody that tried to interfere. I like that. They come out to Black Hole Sun, but their special move is Black Hole Dad. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's i think we did it we, satis- we satisfied burger champs uh all right burger question. champ Listen, i can't believe it I, but we've done it we did it i mean we did we have did it but we did enough of it uh all right next question here is from isaac it's titled yeah this uh, is more of a trav question right 100 percent is yeah i feel like i have to read this in an accent uh it's appalachia underloved systems and hockey Howdy, gents. First time writing in, and I want to say I love the work you all do. Every episode has me cackling, and it helps me see there are other idiots like me out there. I then promptly feel sorry for the rest of humanity. And amen. Everybody else sucks. Uh, He says, Trav, as a fellow native of the Appalachian end of Virginia, and howdy-do, I want to thank you for standing up for our culture. Uh, Nova, which is uh, Northern Virginia, that's how we abbreviate that. Nova and Richmond get all the love, and it's not right. America needs to know we don't spend all our time playing banjos shirtless on the front porch with mason jars full of hooch in arm's reach set against the backdrop of a front yard filled with 40-year-old Pontiacs on blocks and toilet bowl flower pots. Sometimes don't. We, sometimes we play video games too, damn it. And I agree with that. Sometimes we come inside and play some video games. 
you know? In addition to all those things, though, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We only had yeah. about 13 old Pontiacs, though 40. I mean, we're not rich. <laughs> Come on. Then <laughs> um, he said, uh, my retro game focus has shifted over the last few years to more obscure systems that I don't think get enough love. The Turbo, the TurboGrafx-16, Master System, SG-1000, Commodore 64, etc. Of course, we know these systems have dedicated fans, but the average person you see at Walmart probably wouldn't know much about them. So my first question is, what are some of your favorite underloved systems, and what are some of the games on those systems that make you love it? So let's just stop there. He's got more email to go, but let's just stop there. What are some of your favorite, quote-unquote, obscure systems? I hit on the 3DO earlier. That thing, I'm fascinated with it, even though I know there are no uncovered Jaspers left in the library, right? I'm still interested. Are there any... What, what's the, what system are you weirdly obsessed over? I just typed in... Well, first off, I just typed in SG-1000, and that's a printer. <laughs> Uh, there is there was a Who Sega knows? console that was the SG one thousand. It was pre Master System. Maybe okay. Everything was yellow. <laughs> You're right though. When I Google it, I also get a printer. But I promise you, <laughs> I promise <laughs> there is an SG one thousand. Type in a Sega console uh, SG one thousand. You could probably make Doom run on a printer. To be fair, you, somebody probably has. It prints out one page, <laughs> like each frame. It one prints page out a page. <laughs> <laughs> yep i'm gonna to answer <laughs> to answer isaac's question i'm gonna to have to go with the 3do I'm a, I'm a bit partial to that myself uh it's a i mean like yes we all know that it cost you know it, counting inflation 100 million dollars at the time <laughs> but it was but it's actually a pretty solid system um I have one and I don't have a ton of games for it, but most of the games I do have, I really like playing on it. Uh, Wing Commander 3 is awesome. Gritters is is okay. Twisted the Game Show is bizarre and not really good, but it's it's like uh it's a it's like something that you just have to see to believe. It's it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's like it, it's veiled as sort of a family-friendly game, but it's kind of adult themed. It's really strange. Yes, it's very, very strange. Um, need for the, the first Need for Speed game. Oh, that was decent. Yeah, yeah, it was on 3DO. It, it's pre, it's pretty good too. The and first that road game rash is also really? good. Yeah, yeah, huh? There's some decent stuff. In there. I'm, yeah, I had a, a Willie Beamish on there also, um, hmm. which was like a kind of a. It was basically a point-and-click adventure game that was that was kind of interesting too. Like it's got a pretty it's got a pretty good library. There there are some that I'm a few that are slipping my mind that I also like. But like, don't sleep on the 3DO. It's it was a good one. All right, yeah, I agree I with think, that, Alex. I I think my choice would be the Neo Geo Pocket, mm. which I'm a bit biased towards because um my roommate at the time had a Neo Geo Pocket. He was one of those like dudes that was into stuff that was hard to find and stuff like that uh he had he only had like four or five games i remember he had a version of um what do you call it uh bust a move otherwise known as puzzle bobble which was a lot of fun mm-hmm. he also had some kind of like uh snk versus capcom sort of a deal that was a, a card game one of those like card fighting games and it was actually really fun i really liked playing that uh there was uh also a sonic game that was surprisingly functional <laughs> uh 
Uh, this was meant cool. to compete oh, yeah. with like uh, um, the Game Boy Advance and anything Sega put out. But uh, yeah, this the Neo Geo Pocket is something I've always wanted to get. There's at least one other game I want to. Th- it's a baseball game that was surprisingly like advanced and like it wasn't baseball stars i i want to say it was baseball stars because it was you know it's an snk thing but it was something else and i need to look it up uh i'm gonna make a note of it actually so i can find it but i remember that game being like like the camera would shift like when you hit the ball and it would transition from like the pitcher batter view and it would it was like really advanced for a uh a, a handheld game and it was seemed like it was <laughs> it was certainly a, a hell of a lot better than what the Game Boy could do at the time or Game Boy Color at the time. So, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a dork for that system. Yeah, I, I I would love to be able to just like dive into all those games. It, super fun. I uh, have never held one of those in my hand. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah, I didn't even know about those until semi recently. But uh, it seems like a pretty cool handheld yeah all right uh the rest of isaac's question is now for a couple of sports drunk questions you all clearly love football uh-oh. base you yeah oh you all clearly love football baseball etc <laughs> but can you throw a hockey guy a bone do you follow hockey at all what are your favorite teams and so on and so forth also do you all ever take in minor league games of any sport i found it's a great way to get some live sports action closer to home and for far cheaper anyway thanks for all you do and to steal alex's line i hope you both have the great rest of your day isaac and i'm sure he meant that for you too rob you have a good rest of your day as well i'm sure he did maybe he could not like you at all we have no idea we have no way to know oh, that's true <laughs> i mean alex you're you're the hockeyest guy in the room uh what, what do you got what's what's your favorite hockey team maybe do a little favorite hockey moment or something what do you what's the state of hockey for you uh well the state of hockey for me is that i'm a minnesota sports fan which means nothing but misery so uh the minnesota wild is my team which is an absolutely horrendous team name like it, anytime your team name is like, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't end in an S, right? Like the wild or the magic or the heat. When it's an like adjective, the, the, it's not as great, right? Yeah, the yeah. the jazz. <laughs> like that's so lame. Like, Go jazzes! Just, come on. Go jazzes! <laughs> the jazz. The heats. <laughs> the wilds. Like come on! Like that's just stupid. Like nobody nobody likes that. Yeah, you guys no, call yourself the wilderness <laughs> when you're all together, though. No, no, I don't think anybody does that. Oh, you should start. That's I, decent. I hate it. Everybody hates it. It's stupid. Uh, but you were the North Stars at one point, right? Then they moved. Is that how it went? Yes, that's right. And I have a rant about that where uh, we should not, uh, the Minnesota team should be called, still be called the North Stars because our team moved to Dallas uh, and they're now called the Dallas Stars. They should be called the, the Lone Stars and Minnesota right? should be called the North Stars. I will die on this hill because I think that works because uh, stars is a thing in hockey because uh, they do the three stars of every game after every game. They it's like a thing. It's a it's a theme. Uh, it's like oh the your team won here here's the home team won here's this guy is a third star this guy is a second star and they introduce him to the crowd. It's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, it it's. My argument is it should be treated like uh, socks in baseball. Like you got the white socks and the red socks. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is this, why is the socks a thing in baseball? Because that literally is a thing. Like you see their socks, they have stirrups, you know, and short pants and stuff. I don't know. I'm getting off well, track here. How would you guys feel if there was a football team named the Blue Helmets? Hmm. <laughs> that would be interesting. I would. You know what? I mean, there's the Browns and they're orange. There, I. That's true. yeah, but there's I don't think that's in reference. I think they are named. I think they are colored after their name rather than the other way around. I'm not even sure. Well, they're in Cleveland, so it's like, well, what's in Cleveland? I don't know. Brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's. I think that was the line of thought with the Browns. <laughs> There's lots of brown in the sky and in the river <laughs> and around the city. He asked me for hockey moments. Okay. Okay. So right now, I'm actually. Uh, tracking uh the oilers and avalanche uh right now they're in the second period 718 left yeah i'm a big uh hockey guy it's zero zero right now and which is funny because the the game one in this series ended eight to six which is extremely high scoring for hockey i about to say isn't that pretty (laughs) pretty crazy (laughs) i mean imagine a soccer game ending eight to six that'd be exciting same sort of deal yeah exciting yeah exciting and no defense and no goaltending but um yeah no i love hockey didn't we have we had tony brazel on who is a big blues fan and we had a hockey moment where trav went and got himself a drink or something and he just left and me and tony just like talked hockey and he's a blues fan and the blues kicked the wild ass in the (laughs) playoffs this year so (laughs) you're right it is it is worse when your team is not good and you're the wild Ah man. Uh, that well, and you have anything to do with Minnesota? That's just how it is. But whatever. Getting that wild ass kicked. Yeah, I hear you. Whereas, uh, uh, tell me about it, Rob. You're down there with. Uh, are 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 you a Crimson Tide? Are are you Roll Tide? No, I am not. I went to Auburn actually. Oh, okay. So you're uh, Chris Davis. Is that his name? It was the kick return where it was they Alabama missed a field goal and it went to the. Auburn guy and he ran it back for a touchdown and it was yes. like what the what the hell what was that guy's name Chris I do Davis? remember that I don't oh. know the name of anybody involved in this situation. people lost their freaking minds when that happened they were like yeah, was climbing was out good. of the stadium I watch like one game a year oh okay so you're not a big not I Auburn just stopped, guy. I, just, I just kind of stopped following it yeah so you're you're uh just just a you're a big UFC guy, though, right? MMA guy. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say maybe not big, but but that's the thing that I follow more than anything. Mm. What? Okay. So, what's the last like great fight you saw? Ah, shit. The last great <laughs> fight. Um, like if you were to recommend, like, hey, you got to see this fight. Like, what would that be? Man, even though, well, it didn't go as long as I wish it would have, but but. Just a few weeks ago, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson was pretty awesome until it kind of ended abruptly. Uh, it was shaping up to be a really good one. I don't know either of those names like at all. So Yeah, Tony Ferguson. Everybody loves Tony Ferguson. He's this kind of like crazy fighter who does like all this weird shit, but like, t- but like somehow makes it work. But he's been kind of on like a big losing streak lately. Mm. Where he just keeps getting knocked out like really bad, and everybody just kind of wants him to retire because everybody loves him so much that they're like, "No, just stop, stop they doing this to yourself." Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and, and he's like so cool, and he's genuinely really good. But he just he's just had like a lot of bad luck where he just gets 
keeps getting destroyed and everybody kind of wants him to retire. So that's who Tony Ferguson and he, he, he has this great, there's this great interview where somebody uh, asks him a question. This is from maybe like five or six years ago. <laughs> and he goes, I don't even remember what the question is. And he goes, he says, he starts talking. He says something, something, this and that. And he goes, this is a rat race, but I ain't no rat. I'm a turtle. I'm a ninja turtle. I'm a ninja turtle. And he goes, who's your favorite? Mine's Michelangelo. (laughs) Oh, that's so deep, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm looking inward on that. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's so good. Very interesting. Very introspective. Yeah. um, I think I'm Donatello. Oh, you're Donatello? You're Donatello. Like, you just, do you just like uh, Donatello or do you think that embodies you? No, I just like Donatello. Gotcha. Do you love lamp or you just see the lamp? <laughs> you love lamp. I was going to say, I Googled a picture of uh, Tony Ferguson and, and the first 15 images that pop up are him absolutely covered in what I think is his blood. Uh, oh, that was from probably four or five years ago. I forgot who he was fighting, but yes, there, <laughs> yes, there was, is it the one with him smiling? Yeah, yeah. And his mouthpiece <laughs> looks like Fang, so he looks like he's in that movie, The Descent. Yeah, he got in this just complete knockdown drag out. I'm pretty sure he won this. I'm pretty sure this was before his losing streak, but he was just covered in blood. And there's this there's this great picture of him just like relishing the fact that he's pretty much taking a bath in this in, in this other guy's blood. But another person that comes to mind, even though I don't like him personally, uh, Col- like I really, really don't like him. Colby Covington tends to put on really, really good fights. So, like, hmm. he's kind of one of these guys that you, nobody, like, everybody actively hates, but they will always want to watch him because he's, he really does put on a good he's show. He's got that Conor McGregor kind of aspect. Yes, yeah, in a different way, um, yes. All right. Uh, what else, did we miss any, oh, the other question there was, do we ever take in any minor league games of any sport? And I, I haven't in a long time, but I do like going to some of our local. We have what, what's called the Appalachian League, a real uh, like a single A unit, maybe even not even single A, maybe just the the farm team system below that. But uh, it's a good atmosphere, man. You get, uh, you know, a lot of the local folks out there. Beer's kind of cheap on a good weather day. They're only active for a couple months, but go out there and have a good time. I do enjoy that every now and again. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Yeah, pretty much. All I watch, more or less sport-wise, is MMA, so I don't really have anything like that. Although I will say, Birmingham's UFL football team is unde- is the only undefeated team in the league right now. So oh. even though I've never watched a second of one of their games, I can I can still I'm still going to get behind them and just and just use them to to brag about how how awesome we are. Right on. Right on. <laughs> yeah. We have the uh, Albuquerque Isotopes down here. That's which a cool is, name. Uh, well, it's uh, I, I, well, actually, it's it's based on the Simpsons. So, you know, we got Professor Frank and la, you know, <laughs> one of those things. Yeah. So, uh, '90s action movies with uh, Pepper. Oh, uh, hi, Pepper is the one that sent this email. What's up, Pepper? He, I th- I'm pretty sure this is the same dude from my Discord, the Snestrunk Discord. Thanks for taking the time to email. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey, fellas, love the podcast. I'm only about I'm only on about episode 50, but I've been following Snestrunk for years, and most recently followed uh, 
NES friend as well. Anyways, I showed my girlfriend Demolition Man for the first time this past weekend, and now she's calling things <laughs> a Mickey Mouse piece of shit. That's, that's, <laughs> he says that's the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> That being said, what are your guys' three uh, top three 90s action movies? I think I'd go with the aforementioned Demolition Man, Con Air, and Bad Boys in no particular order. Bad Boys for Life, your listener, Pepper. Bad Boys for Life. Thanks, Pepper. Yeah. Great question. You know, I don't usually think of Bad Boys as a 90s movie. I, I think of that as like later. Like early 2000s or something? Yeah, I think of that as like a 2000s thing, and I looked it up, and it's late 90s. I was like, damn. But wow. It's yeah, decent. Trav, you want to go first or somebody else? Well, maybe we can do one at a time for each of us. Uh, I'll toss one out. Uh, and I had to Google it to make sure it fell in the 90s, but Total Recall came out in 1990. I would almost, that almost yes. feels 80s, but it's going to it's gonna fall right snugly in my 1990s list. So Total Recall. Yeah, Total Recall is excellent. Yeah. Solid. You know, I got to, I don't want to like rain on the parade here, but I would have to split this up by actors where Mm, it would need to be top three Arnold, top three Sly, top three Van Damme, top three Dolph Lundgren in the 90s. Man, you really know how to make a listicle, don't you? You're like a YouTuber or something. Well, I mean, I, I, it's, it's one of those things where it's, they, each of those guys are like a different flavor of ice cream. (laughs) what do i feel like do i feel like arnold do i feel like sly like they all represent their different flavor of 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 action but to keep in theme with this uh i'm gonna stick with arnold i'm gonna go true lies oh Uh, i think it's one of those like understated uh, as understated as as arnold and james cameron movies can be i do think it gets kind of slept on a little bit i think true lies is a, a super fun movie. Uh, I saw it in theaters with my dad, and it was a lot of fun. Heck yeah. Rob, what do you got? Uh, let's let's kick off with The Matrix. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yep. All right. Excellent. Yep. That's the first one that comes to mind. I, it really does not hold up, but the first time I watched it, I, I was just completely blown away, as I think a lot of people were. It was just like, I'd never yeah. seen anything like this. Did you see the uh, Star Wars prequels in theaters by yes. any chance? Yes. Did, so, okay. So you saw that. Did you see that? And then you saw the Matrix? Or, uh, or how, what no, was the sequence there? I guess I would have seen the Ma- The first Star Wars prequel came out in, what was it, 2000? I think it was 99. No, no, no. It was, it was definitely 90s because I was still in no, high school. it was 90s. Yeah. Then I pro- then I, okay, then I definitely saw that. I definitely saw the Phantom Menace first then because I didn't actually see the Matrix until it came out on DVD or maybe even Laserdisc. See, wow. the, the reason I bring that up is because I remember I remember uh seeing uh Phantom Menace in theaters and being like, "Really? Okay. All right. I guess that was okay." You know, you tr- you're trying to convince yourself that it was that it was good. And then I saw The Matrix and I was like, holy shit, that was blew my mind. Like the special effects were just like out of this world, amazing, incredible. So I guess like I was used to seeing Star Wars as like the watermark for things. Mm-hmm. And to see The Matrix like just kind of blow that out of the water, just kind of reshifted the 
the world for me, basically, mm-hmm. like how I thought about things, how I thought about movies and that sort of thing. I'm just curious to see if like other folks thought about thought that the same way where it's like <laughs> Star Wars. Nah, maybe not. I think it was a big leap in like yeah. just cool action stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's all mind. I care about is cool action stuff. Doing all the yeah. bullet time shit in the hallway, trying to dodge pencils and shit. <laughs> good stuff, man. I even I even pencils? thought the Matrix Two was really good because, like, you, you know, the story wasn't great, but it was such a spectacle that I was just like, "This is awesome." <laughs> it really was. Yeah, you you're just sitting there watching like a ESPN highlight reel at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it was. Gotcha. All right. Well, round two. Uh, my next one's speed. Speed. Solid. Okay. So you're you're sticking with Keanu. Uh, speed does really hold up really well these days. Does it? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty solid fun. movie. Yeah, we watched that in the Discord for uh, our 1994 month. I mean, there's plot holes galore, but it's still fun. Yeah, like, it's still. I mean, a I lot mean, it's, of it's goofy die, lines. And, it's Die Hard on a bus. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's good, but time. it's it's fine. I've seen, I've watched that movie a lot of times. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the video or did. did yeah. Yeah. I had it on, I guess, VHS. And I used VHS. to watch it like <laughs> probably <laughs> once every couple of weeks. <laughs> Man, I miss VHS. Uh, what did I, what was my second one? I, I, geez, this is a, a big ask. Um, you know what? I'm going to go a little bit off the grid here. I'm going to go Universal Soldier. Oh. With uh, Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren, because that movie <laughs> is hilariously violent and absurdly '90s, and yeah, it's got two of the big actors I go for with Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. So yeah, that's gonna be my number two. That has the '90s title for a movie, Universal yeah. Soldier. Could you yeah. imagine a movie coming out now named Universal <laughs> Soldier? Absolutely not. You're unless, right. unless it was unless it was a Marvel movie, everybody would oh, just be like, yeah. The hell is this? Captain America, Universal Soldier. When Alex said Universal Soldier, I pictured like Captain America immediately. So it has, <laughs> right. my brain is tainted. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, is, it, is it back to me? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's back to you. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with Face Off for my number mm. two. Oh, excellent Great choice. choice. Yeah. Great choice. Excellent. Just the most ridiculous, you know, if you had to pick <laughs> yeah. the most ridiculous action movie. Of the 90s, it's going to be face-off. Really ridiculous concept. Really good execution. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. One of the... I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was in a movie or... A, I think it was a movie. There was someone wearing a shirt that has Nicolas Cage's face on it, and at the top it says John Travolta, and that cracks me up so hard. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it said Caster Troy or something. <laughs> uh, no, I can't remember. I think it was... Um, the new Ryan Reynolds movie where he's kind of travel time traveling in that movie that that shirt's in there and holy shit it's just the nice. best. All right, number three, what do you got, Trav? All right, I'm going to go a little bit off the I think the theme that we have of when you think of action movie you think you know kind of high octane guns ablazing. Uh, I'm going to go with Twister. Okay. Ooh, okay. Vi- Violent Paxton. Storm, Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, lots of flying debris, especially that one cow everybody remembers. Good times. <laughs> and that that is a movie that does hold up and actually feels kind of short. That was one that I, you know, at the end of the I don't know what the runtime is, couple hours. Uh it felt like, man, that was fast because it's it's full bore. As soon as you get into that movie, we're storm chasing. 
boom, boom, bang, boom. It's really well done. Where does that movie take place? Is it like Nebraska, Iowa, somewhere in the Midwest? Yeah. I can't remember. Gosh, one of those, I, I think. I want to say Kansas, yeah, but I think be. when I just associate Kansas with Kansas tornadoes because of Wizard of Oz, probably. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm from the Midwest, but that movie is hard, a little bit hard to watch just because I remember uh, making the big move from Minnesota to New Mexico, and we it was in the middle of the summer, and we drove through Nebraska. We had to, as we were driving, we had to turn on the weather channel on our radio to make sure that we were dodging you know, we were driving the appropriate direction to avoid whatever twisters were forming. It was Damn. crazy. It was just like, I, it, it kind of scarred me. I'm not going to lie. It was just like, <laughs> holy shit, I did not know this could be a thing, like where twisters just like happen randomly during the day in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. It's just stupid. Yeah. So, they just come yeah. out of the woods like like some kind of, like a bobcat or something. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I I don't know that, that that was kind of a rude awakening for me. Uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma is where the movie takes place. Oh, Oklahoma, yeah, makes sense. And okay. you get Carrie uh, Carrie Elvis Elvis Ewells in there, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's a great cast. Yeah, Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman's the guy that uh, talks about the breakfast. Yeah, he's a, he's a, that breakfast. Honestly, still holds <laughs> up. Still looks good. It's a good looking breakfast. <laughs> I think it's my turn, and I'm trying to think of another '90s movie. What did I say? True Lies and Universal Soldier. <sighs> I think I'm going to go with The Rock oh. with uh, um, uh, Nicholas Cage mm. and Sean Connery. My dad and I saw that in theaters. It was a lot of fun. I don't think enough people talk about that one or remember that one. It's a documentary about The about the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dwayne The Rock John. I wish. Pick. That'd be even better. But yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of it's just a stupid action. Ed Harris is the villain. Yeah, good stuff. I I really liked that movie. I think I still have the ticket stub from that movie actually, in my uh, shoebox of of ticket stubs. But yeah, that's that's one of my uh, favorites that I remember seeing back in the uh, Woodbury Theater way back in the day. Good choice. All right, let's round it out here, Rob. What's your third? Gotta go with T two. T two. God damn it. I knew I forgot something important. Yeah, I think that's I mean, that's like that's like the quintessential 90s action movie to me. Um, yeah, that was also the first R rated movie that I was allowed to watch. Like I wasn't allowed to watch R rated movies when that came out. But that was such a phenomenon that like my dad made an exception and let me watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great, man. I remember every detail about that movie. I remember. Uh, oh, yeah what uh john connor and the kid the nickelodeon kid the red-haired kid with the mullet <laughs> yep and yep. he's like all over nickelodeon back then and i remember the video game that uh, john connor's playing when he gets interrupted it's afterburner 2 oh, and it's wow. like the big oh, like yeah. full uh body uh cabinet where he's like sitting in it and it's moving him around it's got the joystick in the middle like uh everything about that movie and he's playing you could be mine on his boombox as they're <laughs> zooming around <laughs> on circle. their motorbike. Oh, man, that movie just hits every box for me. It checks every box. It, there are so many like iconic moments yes. in that movie. Like, There's the truck chase. 
Yes. Uh, there's the scene. There's like the image of the uh, of the liquid metal. Uh, is the T one? I mean, I'm really bad. The T one thousand is the liquid metal, right? Or is the T one thousand? Yes. There's the image of him with his arm and the sword, like going through the milk box. Yes. Oh my god, that scarred me as a kid. But <laughs> I know, there's, nowadays, there's just, I'm just like, how did they do that? That looks so cool. <laughs> So so many just like individual awesome moments in that. Not to mention like the whole part with uh, Arnold naked just beating the shit out of bikers at a bar. <laughs> mm, gotta love that. One of my favorite uh, moments in that is uh, that my brother and I still quote is uh, the T one thousand coming just casually strolling up to. Uh, uh, it, it's kind of a forgotten moment. He he just walks up to I don't know what it is like some sort of police checkpoint at like some important building or something. It might be the uh, Skynet building, and he just goes T one thousand just goes up to s- some guy going say that's a nice bike, <laughs> and then and that's when he it just cuts away and it, he has his bike and he has his outfit and everything. So. Every time I see a bike, uh, that's 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 what I think of. Say, hey, that's a nice bike. But yeah, that movie <laughs> is uh, a plus, a plus plus. I think we've listed off nine bangers here. I think we've we've done what we've so. been asked to do. Yeah, if you've never if you've never seen a '90s action movie, now you have nine solid recommendations. Yeah, right. what the hell are you doing with your life? You've never seen a '90s action movie. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Okay, easy guys. Easy, easy. How's nah. Wolfie? <laughs> Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's one meme I can always get behind. Where <laughs> I see it every once in a while. Where it's uh, Arnold and John Connor at the payphone. Well, I better jump in here now before we quote the whole movie. So I think that's going to wrap us up. Rob, thank you for joining us, man. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for going through and answering a bunch of emails that you weren't even included in, but you answered them all the same. We appreciate that. Oh, I love answering emails that aren't directed toward me. <laughs> we we got it's a bunch we can send time. you. Yeah, if you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you get hard up for any, we can we got plenty. Okay, but yeah, we're, I guess that's going to wrap us up here. So that's been another Drunk Friend Podcast. You can reach out to us with questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail dot com, and we'll we'll read them here with whoever's here to read them with us, and we'll respond eventually. You can also pop on over to polymedianetwork.com to check out our other podcasts over there, PD's Power Hour, IndieQuest, Polykill, and uh, probably one I'm forgetting, Tales of Lesser Medium. Check those out. <laughs> it says Tales right there, Trav. Come on. Uh, tales. I, I it's don't the first one written. I'm, I'm an improvisational. First I don't read this one stupid sheet. Listed. I just start talking. I just start talking. I don't care. All right. If you're not interested in reading the names that are actually listed there, like Trav, or if you're not interested in sending an email, that's no big deal. Just give us a rating and a review on a podcast app of your choice, and that'll help us out big time. And in fact, you can rate on Spotify right now as you're listening to us. Imagine that. Go do it. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, I'm at TravPlaysGames. Alex, he's, of course, he's at SNESDrunk. And Rob, you can check out the podcast that Rob is on, the Classic Gaming Podcast, at Class Games Cast. And you can find Rob himself at King Octavius. King Octavius. That's right. Class Games ass. More like it. What? Come oh. On. Am I right? Come on, James Am I Rolf. right? <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got his ass. 
Got literally <laughs> got his ass. All right. As always, <laughs> as always, the music you heard in the beginning and can hear right now was composed by our friend Coolor. The track you hear is called Electric Star Bounce. You can't actually hear it right now, Rob. Sorry. But uh, you can hear it. Uh, when you listen to this podcast and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page and you can have a shout out to Josh Leslie for his thirst quenching logo that he provided for us. How yes. about that? Man, Alex, this I'm going to say this might be the first time you've made it through that whole outro coherently. Oh, no, it's not. Coherently. It's the it's, it's first or second ah. time. Ah. And be sure to catch us all on YouTube and catch Rob on that podcast and thanks for listening. All right. We hope you have a great rest of your day. All right. I also hope everybody has a great rest of their day. <laughs> I don't think. I he don't doesn't mean it. Not. He doesn't mean it. Well, I do. I do. I do.